I was just taking my AC unit out of the window because it's finally time. It is time. I just uh, unplugged mine and plugged in my space heater. Yeah, my space heater's been out for a week just in between because at night you need it and then the AC during the day. A little bit of both. And it was lined. The, the thing that sits in the window was lined with stink bugs alive. I started to pull it in and I was like, uh-uh. Oh my god. <laughs> and I'm like flying out. But it just would have been like 10 stink bugs just instantly in the room. I do not like, want that. No. And do they actually make a stink? They do if you if you kill them. Mm. I remember if they you, like make a little foamy thing, right? Or is that a different bug? Um no, that's different ones. Yeah. Mm. These ones, if you were to kill them or crush them at all, they smell terrible. So it's the deterrent for doing that. Right. Don't and, kill them. That would have been a big mistake to kill them all right in <laughs> your air conditioning unit. And then someone else was saying this uh two weeks ago or a week ago when I was talking to him about it, they said if you kill one, the others sensed sense the death. <laughs> and then And then they all die. Then they no, then they all come flying to that location. <laughs> So it's really bad for you to kill one at all. So it makes sense why Jake's fan years ago was just filled with them because one flew through and smelled terrible and the rest were like, where is he? <laughs> just like straight into the fan. Immediately so, dying, everybody. Yeah. Yeah. And they live on the outside wall of our house. So since we're remote and that's why we're not in the same space and you, I yeah. can visualize this is they're just it's a brown house and they're just crawling all along the wall and crawling oh, into man. the room because i don't have screens on the windows and, yeah but i just catch them constantly and, and hear some fluttering around the room and it's real mm -hmm. gross we used to have a we used to have ants like those big carpenter ants that would come mm -hmm. into a i'm sorry i'm just giving also to amsr asmr chewing noises right now but mm -hmm. yeah no that's good stuff i love it yeah i bet you do um the, <laughs> yeah, the way you said that, like, I bet you do. Yeah, I bet you do. <laughs> you, is it the emphasis yeah. on bet you, or you? I, I bet it's like, I bet you do. It's like yeah. a triple emphasis, you know, yeah. like put a period after each word. And it's go, very this guy, real. Mm -hmm. This sicko. Um, <laughs> this disgusting person. <laughs> but uh, we used to have, uh, speaking of disgusting people, we used to have ants that would come in, big, big carpenter ants, and they'd get in the shower and so we just had a bottle of Windex that sometimes, like, while you're in the shower, you'd have to kind of like... And they're just crawling around in there? <laughs> they were flying. They were flying. Oh, they were the those flying ones. kind. Those are the worst ones. That's way so we, worse than the stink bugs. It was horrifying to just be, like, taking a shower and then have to, like, you know, defend yourself. Yeah. And Windex takes them out? It works. It's got ammonia in it. Uh, and oh. if you're really hardcore, then you put some dish soap in there or laundry detergent or something. I think it was dish soap, like Dawn. Uh, and that makes it so it's really hard to get off of them. Uh, and it and prevents just, them from flying. So, yeah, and so they just yeah. hit the ground and just clean the floor for you in little spots. Exactly, <laughs> clean the floor is your final action. Yeah, and mm -hmm. uh, it works with wasps too, which is how we started that because we used to, you know, like have a couple wasps around. You, like I kind of hated with wasps, and it's the same mm -hmm. deal. You don't want to kill like smash them because then the other wasps will know about the smell right yeah so uh so with the ammonia right it doesn't kill them in a way that like they smell and it also like the ammonia masks mm -hmm. any pheromones that they did have so, so they're sending out signals for help and they can't yeah, get them out nobody yeah you got yeah. no one uh nobody yes yeah, it's pretty dark uh, it is but, yeah we well this is the halloween episode technically oh, i guess because the halloween's coming up it <laughs> is coming weekend. up are you dressing up at all uh, I guess we I'm should not, talk or about no, this. Or no, it's actually, what is it? Halloween's on Monday. Yeah. No, I'm not. I'm actually going to be flying to Hawaii that day. So well, I will not mm -hmm. be um, dressing up. or Well, maybe I'll participate in Hawaii. 
with my friends' kids when they want to walk around. But I'm sure they'll you just be like hanging if you're with out. kids, you know, like dress up, you know. I get some don't free be the candy. Guy who's not dressing up. I mean, I'm I'm not gonna bring. I'm gonna. I don't want to take up quality room in the backpack Hack a costume, or suit, Eric. suitcase <laughs> for a costume. Okay, you got to get a costume while you're in Hawaii. Um, get like a little like cheapo. You know, like even if it's like bunny ears or something like yeah, that. Yeah, something's know? something. Oh, yeah. I have little plastic rabbit ears. I'll just bring that as a backup. Put those in the, put in the bag. Yeah. Yeah. I bet Be you like, could do a good I Bugs Bunny. Like little, you know. It's like three hole punch Jim from The Office. Really trying. Just three <laughs> circles on the shirt. Be like, <laughs> never dress again for Halloween. Forgot I would wear that. the poop suit. I just didn't want to do it on you the plane. You got a poop suit. Yeah, I have a poop emoji suit. With big white hands. And one year I wanted to have peanut butter on the hands. And so he's like walking around. There's big peanut butter swaps on the, swipes on the hands. Of course you do. I feel, of yeah. course you do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. that's the thing. That was my idea for a kid's YouTube channel is having like a, having like a poop emoji telling kids about ba- uh, poop, uh, how to go to the bathroom and proper, proper I think things. that's great. You got to get like a little pea suit or something like that. And he too, runs, you know, and and like he runs side, around side just side in character. random places in public and running across mm-hmm. the street in the suit with big hands and jumping around and, you know. Sounds like some Eric Andre. Running through a field. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's, I, I'm not going to take that to Hawaii. I think You could I like go it. on field trips to like the sewage treatment plant, you know. <laughs> There's the sewage, uh, <laughs> What is it? The sewage saloon. Uh, I was going to say saloon. Sewage but saloon. It's, it's not a saloon. That's like you're going to be drinking it. And that sounds terrible. Yeah. It's um, Lagoon. There's a, a the Poop Everett lagoon. Sewage Lagoon. Not much lagoon. better. <laughs> yeah. The, the uh, Lagoon sounds nice. And then you say Sewage Lagoon. It's sewage about lagoon. five miles south. And I wow. could like go down there and be like, here we are at the Sewage Lagoon. Why this is there like a great Sewage Lagoon? <laughs> um, they what? call it that, but it's just the wastewater treatment area. And I was driving home uh, yesterday, and I was look. I was like, you can, sometimes you get a whiff when the wind's mm-hmm. blowing the right way, mm-hmm. and there's a ton of birds and stuff just sitting on the edge of it and floating in it. And I'm like, do you guys know what you're doing? They do, and they love it. <laughs> yeah. And then <laughs> they like, fly and land on your car or near your house, and then yeah. they got sewage on their feet. and It's just not a good s- scenario. I mean, for them, I'm sure it's like, you know, different. Like, maybe they just have all those bacteria already, or maybe they just don't care, you know. I mean, if they're not getting sick from it, good. I more, bet there's a lot good. of – well, I guess if it's – it depends on what kind of waste treatment it is, right? Because I think the gnarly thing about a lot of uh, – I was just actually talking with someone who used to work for – uh, I think they may have worked for the EPA, but it was either that or some other like kind of like uh, consulting uh, mm-hmm. uh, uh, company that worked for the EPA. But they would their job was to go find out like toxicology of uh, sewage stuff and wastewater and try and figure out what it would take to recycle it. Um, yeah. But it said there's a bunch of like other gnarly stuff in there, like heavy metals and things like that. So Besides it doesn't matter if you're waste. a bird or not. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just it's a lot of stuff. That's, yeah, yeah. That's still not good. So yeah. Yeah, yeah it rem- I watched that um, Woodstock '99 documentary, mm-hmm. and it just by day three, the people like mm-hmm. there's like the run over sewage run over had leaked into the like the wash your hands water and shower water, and people and are like sliding so brutal. sliding through the, in this field, sliding through it like a slip and slide, and they didn't know what they were doing. And I'm like, this is so God. gross. Yeah, it's so so gross. So far, well, Animals. and oh, I, when you mentioned the EPA which is Environmental Protection Agency for those that have no clue, which is A-OK, because, who you know, it's a, it's a known thing, but you never know. Mm-hmm. Um, but the funniest thing to me, and I, and not being political, but it was just um, like I, the irony of when um, the last president uh, rhymes with rump, 
um, mm-hmm. with, with a T at the beginning. But when he he put someone in charge of the EPA that didn't believe there was climate issues or anything or anything like that, and I was like. <laughs> The person that you're putting in charge of, like, the environment and climate is someone who doesn't believe in it. This is, like, putting someone in charge of, like, health that doesn't believe you should eat well. Right. Doesn't even know it's a concept. Doesn't yeah. know it's a concept to eat well. <laughs> and it was just hilarious to me. I was, like, cracking up because I'm just, like, this is, like, a, a actually comedy. It's, like, the irony of it all. It's, it's real so comedy. Funny. Mm-hmm. I just realized by the fact that you did a clarifying statement. Is it just us today? Is this the recording? Are we podcasting right now? Yeah, incredible. And I've been chewing this whole time, and you let me do that. I did, and <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I need to to redact all my ASMR noises. I'm sorry. It's okay. No, um, some of those are okay. This is episode 89. This episode sponsored just us by Zell's Chicken. Yeah. Oh, Azel's is so good. Azel's Chicken, and this is second day Azel's Chicken. But for real, oh, Azel's, if you want to sponsor us for an episode, oh, come I at love me. That. Hit hit me in the DMs. It might be it stands for direct message. Just <laughs> it does. for those, <laughs> which was me until a few months ago, no, like a year ago. Well, I was well, like, I... Why is everyone hit, slide? They slid into my DMs. I'm like, what are they sliding into? Um, so, yeah, <laughs> well, just... I'm I'm Mavid Malone, and then the you know the chewer of things. I don't know who the, your guest was supposed to be today, but I'm fill in. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, not Mavid. <laughs> Yeah, not 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 David. <laughs> that other guy, he doesn't chew into microphones uh-uh. on podcasts. No, he's a professional. So, yeah, he yeah. is. That's well, so funny. Well, um, yeah, Zell's is super good, and I. Yeah. It's probably my favorite. There's none up here by me, but it's my favorite like fast food chicken place. I think. Yeah. No, I. Uh, I think it's because it's. Uh, it's not a chain, right? It's franchise, or is it? What's the difference? It's like There's, they only have like three or four restaurants. Yes. Yeah, it's yeah. not a ch- nationwide chain. It's around right. the round Washington or Brown I think Seattle that is by default only. a franchise, um, but uh, but it's still like really local, right? And so you don't get like this kind of like. Uh, I don't know. There's just something that happens with bigger things sometimes where it gets easier when you scale it up to be like, oh, if we cut like two cents from every, you know, transaction or something like that, we'll save a million dollars. And like over time, making those kind of decisions over and over, I think degrades like what you set out to do in the first place, which is make a good product for people that they like, not, uh, you know, keep track of your corporate profits. But uh, yeah. Not to say that big things can't be good. I think there are some examples of it working well, but I think it's really hard uh, to keep it good. And Azelle's has stayed good. I mean, I've had yeah, I've had a lot of chicken there. I just want to say that. Uh, and uh, consistently taste testing just yeah. for science reasons. It's true, yeah. and it, it stays good. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, there's some days that are better than others. Uh, there's like the dry days, and there's the juicy days. You know, and... <laughs> but it's still not low quality. You're not getting it's not or, low quality. or the or the portions getting smaller, which. I've sadly found, I mean, and I, I use names just because I hope these places improve, but I had Chick-fil-A <laughs> this morning mm, and mm. Uh, the one by me, when it opened, whenever they're brand new, they just stack everything. It's like full. Stack so it. I got those like chicken hash brown scramble bowls and it was like almost to the brim. Wow. And a couple weeks ago I get one and it's like a half an inch in the bottom of stuff and it's now, mostly empty. I feel like that is uh that's like a personal choice, if that makes sense. So, you know, like sometimes you have a good scooper at, at work and yes. sometimes you have a bad one. Like, you know how to like go to the right line that has the good scooper because you know who's given like the double. This is like the drive through line. So I'm kind of Right. Just... You never you never get to choose yeah. there. But like you go to the grocery store, like a uh, buffet or something like that, you know, whatever it is, the, uh, the hot food, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you can tell that someone's in there like getting the extra piece of General So chicken on top of the thing before they and pack like, it in there. Everyone's in that one person's line and the other guy's like, exactly. I'm ready. 
exactly. Like, nope, we'll take yeah, flow. Like, Why don't you go do something in the back, John? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, this was, I mean, I had multiple times and I was like, are they just getting cheap? Because I'm paying five fifty, and this thing is like not filling. And That's so today inflation. was the first one that I was like, it's two and a half, it's a little over half full. Fine, finally. <laughs> and so they have a little thing like, how did we do? And so that's mm. the beauty of it. Like if some of these bigger chains start to do things like try to cut corners and charge the same and give you less, you can write that exact chain and be like, hey, you guys used to give full portions. What's going on? Awesome. And then just that you can you can actually advocate change through just like saying speaking up. Some of those places, they do take stock in that stuff. Like uh, DoorDash, for example, they're really good about being responsive. Like if you have a bad order or something like that, yeah, and uh, you leave a comment or something like that or say there was something wrong, that like I got a refund within like five minutes or something like that for something that wasn't included or whatever. Or they're uh, like, this meal's on us. and yeah. Right, exactly, all that stuff. But uh, I've been riding the bird scooters recently. You read those at all? Uh, I've seen the V. Uh, is it Vivo or Velo or something? There was another uh, one. There's those. There's like the Lime bike ones. I don't know. I think yeah. there's like a million out there anymore. But anyways, they're little like electronic, uh, you know, scooters that you rent with your phone, uh, and they've been great. Uh, apparently, they're very eco-conscious. Now, someone claimed to me that they're more eco, like they're more carbon neutral than walking, and I don't know if I believe that. Or How not. does that work? I think it's because electricity uh, can be from renewable sources, right? Like solar and wind. And we are just out here eating uh, cows and things like that or chickens today. Uh, so they're uh, saying you'll be less hungry riding this because you won't be exerting the energy. So well, so when you walk that distance, right, you are also burning calories that you then have to replace at some point, right? Whereas the scooter, mm -hmm. like anything can be measured in calories, I think, as far as energy, right? A calorie is just a measurement of, I think, the amount of like the temperature increase in one gram of water or something like that. I forget what it is, but it's like mm -hmm. you measure water while you burn something and you get the temperature increase and that dictates the amount of calories that it had in it or something like that. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. Um, Anyone that works out right now, you're blowing the theory out of the water about working out being healthy. They're like, you're ruining the environment with your running. There's people yelling at <laughs> the windows good point. It's, I mean, yeah, we, maybe we should be going green and uh, not, not exercising exercise. anymore. And yeah, that's no, why I, I don't run. That's not actually why I don't run. <laughs> but I think likely uh, those things, like we're, uh, when it comes down to it, we're pretty efficient at some of these activities. So it's not that incredible of a thing. And I also think that whatever like the stat was that these bird scooters are more uh, carbon neutral than walking is probably not taking into account that, you know, you have to make the scooters and all these things. Like I bet yeah. it's just a, like an easy stat to be like, and it's better for the environment somehow. But Mm -hmm. All that to say, uh, I have left some comments on some bird scooters, bird scooters, bird, uh, bird, bird, bird scooters. scooters. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and <laughs> y'all got any of them bird scooters? Uh, looking for them boots. flying scooters. <laughs> <laughs> but I, uh, some of them like they don't work as well. They're not as fast, or the brakes suck, or something, which is kind of terrifying. Uh, and they're new. Supposedly. Yeah, yeah, but they've been, you know, they're out there in the world. Like they just, they get left wherever, you know, uh, out in the rain and yeah. the snow. Who charges them? Uh, well, there's like people who drive around and they go like pick them up from the street, right? They're like uh, oh. uh, contractors for these companies, right? And uh, they make sure that they're charged, uh, and they all have like geo tracking on them and stuff, so they're so they can find like, them easily. Yeah, yeah. And there's like you know a geo tracker in the bottom of a lake somewhere, and you know the people are like, "What do I do to get the bird scooter out?" You know? <laughs> We're scuba diving down there. Exactly. Get your mask, but, Ted. Right. Well, I think there are people who are, uh, 
you know, like throwing these things off of bridges and doing stupid stuff with them because they're just out things. there just yeah, to do yeah. it. Yeah. Right. Because it's like, you know, it's just vandalism for whatever, yeah. whatever reason people vandalize. It floats things. their boat. Yeah. It does. It doesn't float your scooter, though. But, no. uh, but some of these scooters, I have to leave reviews, and I'm like, listen, this experience sucked. I went eight miles per hour instead of the 15 that I should be going. Uh, it took me three you know, hours like, to get to Tacoma. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> From Seattle. <laughs> On I-5. Just yeah. go around. Just go around me. <laughs> but the, yeah. the, uh, they, I've, I've heard nothing. And, you know, it, it, they charge you like five bucks for a scooter ride or something like that, you know. Uh, and. Oh, wow. Uh, they didn't even attempt to like do a partial or a refund, you know. And it's like this is it's probably very low cost for them for me to ride, right? Like, it probably cost them, you know, like fifty cents or something like that for that ride, yeah. you know. And like just nothing, nothing back from them. So and I and they're just know, like, I, oh, these small complaints. We'll wait till we get like twenty on this bike, and then we'll do something about this exactly, bike. exactly. number fifty-seven or whatever, right, right, whatever it is. Yeah. So some places, you know, I just feel like I'm yelling into the void when I give them feedback. So I'm not always like I think our uh, what was it? I actually heard something recently about this, and I can't remember where, but it was saying that. Uh, Millennials and uh, like the generations before us, I guess specifically like boomers versus millennials versus are you Gen X, Eric? Is that or what is I it? Think Gen- I am a year like eight months past Gen X. I think I'm an elder millennial. Elder millennial, similar to Eliza. <laughs> sl- sl- I can't say her last name very well. I'm bad at it, but she's a comedian. <laughs> I look up Eliza, female comedian. It's her, but yeah, she's cool. a, she has this whole thing about elder millennials, and wow. I think she's like thirty eight. So I'm in that range. Yeah. Well, so apparently our generation gives feedback in different ways than previous generations. So a lot of times, like, you know, I don't know if you ever like have been out at restaurants with your dad or mom or something like that. Mm -hmm. But specifically, I'm thinking about the dads here because like my mom is never like the one to like raise a stink. She's not a Karen, but (laughs) complain about something. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But my dad sometimes, you know, like bless his heart, as they say in the South. Bless their little Uh, heart. Bless the little heart of the man. Uh, uh, But like he just when something's not what he needs, like he has no hesitation about being like this isn't happening and like sometimes it can like kind of be send it back like yeah exactly and he's not like you know i'd like to speak to the chef or something like that you know Mm -hmm. it's not like that but it's it's like more than i'd be comfortable with you know and i don't feel comfortable doing that totally and our generation when we don't like something we just don't go back there apparently is how this works and so companies have Mm -hmm. had to adjust uh oh i was hearing this i think as a a guest uh was saying on a podcast that i work on uh Mm -hmm. and they were just saying uh you know they were talking about how uh how to change their marketing strategies and and their company models for the newer generations and you have to be really seeking out a lot of feedback uh, because otherwise you're just going to lose customers and not know why. Uh, whereas before in times past, you know, you could get a lot of reviews or something like that. Now but you're like hearing when, nothing. Yeah. Right. When's the last time that like you went online and like put, posted a review of, of a product? You know, it's like I have to really love that product. Well, or really, I'm not really a reviewer. It. Some people really like doing that. And and I'm like, hey, I bought your product. That should be enough. That's my mm-hmm. my mm-hmm. feel. And maybe that's a Gen that's X my feel. Review. Yeah. And I'm yeah. just like because everyone's like hey now it's report card time tell us how we did on this i'm like well i still have it and i didn't complain so you know i like it but i do (laughs) also like reading reviews before i buy something or watching videos that review it so i still use them i don't want to be the one to do it i think that's interesting though that um we've outsourced reviewing to community reviews right like um well, like you're saying, I, I watch a lot of those kind of things too, you know, and I kind of hate it now because they've gotten so popular as a video style that, 
you have to suffer through like someone's uh you 10 know minutes of their intro. whole brand yeah exactly it's like they're you know like dropping like those explosions over the screen and, so, and they're know, like and then they're like hey, uh, slam that like button yes like, yeah smash the like and subscribe smash, yeah. Yeah, smash exactly. the like and then yeah. yeah it's usually or if if it's a tutorial on how to do something they also take 10 minutes to get there and you're like okay 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 yeah just get there yeah no it's and you know Maybe it's my time then to start making reviews on YouTube that are, you know, of my well, own. Well, that's the same, like straight to the point. Here's exactly. this. Here's what yeah. you want. Here's I'm not yeah. sponsored by anyone because I don't want to waste your time with signing up for Squarespace or some other right. website and right. doing a three minute commercial. Cash out. But when you said that, yeah, cash out. <laughs> when you said like uh, going out to dinner and parents complaining, my dad was usually never like that. But I think this was the start of his like dementia starting to kick in when he moved up. And I think I may have shared this story before on, on the podcast, but it's worth resharing. Um, sure, and I'm gonna eat this last bite of chicken while yeah, you do so, it. Yeah, so and and chew into the mic real Take close. me on a ride. <laughs> he um pretend I'm at yeah. dinner with your dad. Yeah, so we're we're sitting uh, so we're sitting there uh, at this Mexican restaurant in M Town, Marysville. Um I won't say the name of it because I don't want to give it away, but it doesn't Put matter. Put him on blast. Um, okay. Well, no, it's a good place. My dad was the one who just like yelled <laughs> randomly. Um, and it wasn't about the food even, um, but it was so funny. Um, so anyway, we get our food. We're sitting there in Las Margaritas, I think is the name of it. Um, and then there's these kids nearby that are just like yelling at the table, just like a, a little kid yelling, making noise. And so my dad's like talking to me and we're, we're having a, having dinner. It's good. And he gets this odd look on his face, just like kind of disturbed and then he just blurt yells as loud as he can he's like no yelling and he like screamed it and the whole room goes dead silent oh, and i'm man. like did this just happen and i'm like we're sitting at a booth for two and there's a family here with the kids yelling there's people over here and everyone like looked and i was like and i, I just put my hand up in front i was like dad if if you're going to yell in a restaurant like this, we're going to have to take this to go. Like, I can't be here <laughs> with you, like, yelling. You're telling you're telling a kid not to yell, and kids the yell irony. all the time. And you're yelling to tell the kid not to yell. <laughs> and I, I, was do, just like, I do love that. Yeah, it's It was fun. It was hilarious looking back. But at the same time, I'm just like, it's like he was starting to, like, for, uh, like lose some of the things, like, how your etiquette in a public mm -hmm. space. He would have mm -hmm. never yelled, no yelling. My dad was just shedding his social right. inhibitions. Oh, wow. That was, uh, <laughs> that was more uh, stink bugs flying in my room. Now the AC <laughs> unit just fell. The little thing was sitting on the wall, and finally it got, it got weighed down and just fell over. <laughs> I, hadn't, I hadn't taken it down. It was a minute before. But yeah, just like, no yelling. So it was so funny. It was pretty um, funny. Like, we're, it's not really socially acceptable to yell in a restaurant if you're an adult. And it is kind of almost borderline social acceptable to to yell if you're a child. And you or know? it's just people are just like, okay, that's just a kid. But the kid was just higher pitched, like kind of doing a little scream at the table. Oh, totally. It's a child. And it yeah. just like caught him off guard and <laughs> all all ambitions thrown to the wind. All ambitions. All ambitions. All ambitions. All ambitions. It's a new word. All inhibitions thrown to the wind. I like the ambitions are also yeah. taken. They're, They're all gone. Yeah, <laughs> yeah definitely. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, all just fun times with parents. And I remember when we were in college, there was uh, friends that uh, went to uh, Puget Sound Academy up here, but they were in uh, college with us. And the mom of one of the, the girls was like – a cereal complainer at restaurants. Cereal not complainer. not like a breakfast complainer about the cereal they had, but uh. just always like like hardcore like complaining and getting upset if something was off at all. If there was one thing out of place, send it back and get upset and yell at the management. And right. so you just hope that you had your food mm. 
uh, the one or two times I went to be with them before before she complained. Oh, sure. Because they're gonna you like don't want to be whole... associated with that party. Yep. You'd be like, yep. hey, so sorry, and then you tip, and you're like, hey, I'm gonna tip you more. Like, yeah, please, yeah. Get, can I get my food here? Twenty on the table. Yeah. Don't spend yeah. my food or whatever else you're gonna do. <laughs> gonna do. Oh yeah. And no, I just it's, feel bad you know, with that stuff. I think the thing that really does it for me, aside from like the outward complaining, because I, I do think that there's something to be learned for myself about. Um, knowing when it's okay to speak up a little bit, you know, like when you've got something that you're like, oh, right, this is the boundary or like actually what I asked for. And like, I would like you to meet this thing, uh, mm-hmm. you know, like, um, but the trick is, I think that, uh, there are ways to do that and like make sure that the person knows that it's not personal for them, you know? And then there are ways to do that, that like you really just like have you no idea that you're that. minimizing the person, you know, like, yeah. uh, and it's like, you know, I think that body language is so important with that stuff, you know, and I, that's something that not everyone, especially of older generations, not everyone has good skills at. I think that's mm-hmm. something that like younger people now have a better chance of having good skills at because it's more normal to, um, to be introspective about how we're interacting and, you know, what's yeah, like coming you're up thinking for about how you're coming across to people. Exactly. Yeah. I think more. so. I yeah. think so personally, you know, if you're an old person listening to this podcast, you know, you just turn this off right now. <laughs> and uh, there's, there are older people that are also yeah, <laughs> really caring yeah. about how they yeah, go about sucks stuff. To suck. never, yeah. never say, yeah, sucks to suck is Dolly yeah. would say. Never say a bad thing in your life to someone. Well, yeah. Um, and on Dolly, but, Dolly has a story about that too. Like yeah. going to this, she didn't want to mention the place. Um, because it's a famous place in Capitol Hill somewhere. <laughs> Not Capitol Hill. Um, oh, it doesn't matter actually. Because if I say it, no. Say it's... it. I, now we got to know. Tell okay. Well, place. you know this. Where wherever the Space Needle is, I can't think up the hill there. Um, uh, Queen Anne. Queen Anne. Queen Anne. Yeah. It's a popular place in Queen Anne. Was it I guess. Canlis or something. But she went there. Oh, I don't know. I she wouldn't say, which is good. So therefore, but they had this this Good chicken dish right she went to chicken with friends, chicken. and we talked about another episode, uh, quite a while back, and it. It showed up like she cut it open and it was like raw chicken. Oh yeah, that's and a healthy. So they took it bag. back. Yeah, yeah, took it, took it back. She's like, hey, Good. so this looks raw. They're like, oh, hold on. They, she goes to cut into it again, still raw. And then the chefs, just, uh, the waitress is just like, it's oh, that's how it always is. It's not raw. Trust us, we know. We've that's cooked it, it twice, is. twice baked before you got it. It's fine. And then it's like, no, this is definitely not done. And so she just like she didn't complain after that. She's like, okay. And just never went, never going back, like you right. were saying. Right. And also, totally. and just ate, ate the edge and left the rest and didn't say anything. And where I would have been like, hey, can I just, um, can I get this one to go and get a burger? Or can I get, yeah, can I just I'm going to be hungry. Yeah. But, she, yeah. but she just kind of didn't eat, basically. In that I one. get that. I mean, you know, I think Dolly is very conflict averse as well, it seems like, you know, and that's, I get that Doesn't want to make waves. Yeah, yeah. And I think it's coming from a place of being self-aware that like you're going to possibly impact someone's day, right? Like when you when you go in there and like ask for all these things, you know, afterwards, like we've all had days at work where you're like, and this person asked for the chicken like four times, you know, like how, how can this person be this way? You know, but like done. Yeah. Exactly. But it's not like the person who's at the restaurant being like, what's wrong with you? Are you stupid? You know, to the right, right, right. or something. And exactly. so, but I'm like, it definitely was not cooked. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah. is no, for sure. I think what's nice is trying to figure out like how, how this restaurant can actually make this right for you because they want like ultimately the, 
experience and their reputation is more valuable than the chicken dish, right? Like yeah. it sucks that they got this chicken dish, had to waste the time on it twice and, you know, maybe still have to comp you a meal or something like that. But I think that you totally can like, you know, you go to a fancy restaurant or something like that uh, and they bring you out, you know, a glass of wine or something like that. And if you try it and it's like really not happening, you're like, oh, can I just have something else? You know, and like, of course they do that, you know, like and they don't always comp it. Uh, but they would just be like, sure, we'll get you this. And then you get charged for both, maybe. Uh, I feel like depending. most times those places don't charge you for the first one that so I've seen. I mean, I've never been not, the guy to ask Allie for it. Allie did not get comped. Right. But she didn't ask for it either. You know, She didn't ask for it. So you, right. you'd have to ask for it. Yeah. yeah. Or just a different meal. And I don't think they would charge you for the chicken if they brought that meal back yeah. and gave you a burger or something like that. Yeah. But. Yeah. If they took, if you, if you sent it back. And I was just like, I don't want to be the person. I, I hate ha complaining about stuff. So whenever right. I have a question on something, I try to tread lightly, like at Taco Bell, if something's wrong. <laughs> at I'm Taco like, Bell. I go back in and I'm like, hey, so this had sour cream in it or is missing this. And so I just like hang out. They make the next one. And I was like, thank you so much. Appreciate it. And just not, no anger in the voice. I what don't happens be like, at Taco Bell? Huh? <laughs> that, what happens at Taco Bell that can be so oh. bad? Oh, well, um, if you're anti-sauce like I am, they put the spicy ranch sauce in the cheesy you're crunch. You're anti-sauce. I just don't do anything spicy or ranchy or saucy. Yeah. Got it. I'm no not sauce saucy. at all. I'm not really like saucy. Like mustard? No, mustard? I hate mustard. Wow. All condiments. Yeah. Wow. Ketchup? Ketchup's out. What do you do? Nothing. You just like drink some it. water after you eat a bite or something? <laughs> well, no. I mean, you don't need it if the food's the right thing. Like, I don't need anything like that on a hot dog. I'll just have the hot Doing dog like with Kobayashi. Yeah, you just... So, yeah. so you're telling me that if someone gives you a hot dog, they give you a plain bun yeah. and a hot dog in it Perfect. and you eat that. Yeah. Or Seattle dog with cream cheese is fine. Okay. All right. But but I can't do vinegar. Vinegar is in every single condiment. And Got it just it. like, people will be like, what about relish? I'm like, no, there's vinegar in it. Pickles? Definitely not pickles. Pickles are the worst thing I could think of. What about salad dressings? What do you do? Salad first? dressings are disgusting to me too. Yeah. Do you just eat the leaves? Just lettuce. And I add a little cheese on it. Lettuce with olives or like <laughs> carrot slice, you know, the carrot shreds or something else. Yeah, you just... <laughs> Put on yeah, more. so I actually like eating <laughs> if it's the if it's the right kind of lettuce. If it's yeah, I like cheese. Anything cheese is great. Not cheese. <laughs> you put cheese sauce. on your salad. <laughs> yeah, I guess you I've do heard, put cheese on your salad. Yeah, I do a little bit of cheese. Yeah, Feta but I could do like, like a, a an olive oil based one if it's just a little olive oil drizzle. Just or, oil. I mean, yeah. Or I could do like a lemon based one, but I actually prefer nothing. I prefer just eating the taste of fresh lettuce is so good and refreshing. It's like chewing water. Like if it's the wow. right kind of lettuce, like wow. iceberg, iceberg wow. is the best. What about, I mean, like there must be, uh, like, I'm just trying to think there's so many things that I feel like my life revolves around sauces. First of all, I come from a family Most of people saucers, do. you know? Yeah. 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 Saucers. Yeah. Sauces, yeah, we, <laughs> a group of saucy people. Group of saucy people, and uh, you know, we'd always have multiple sauce options. You know, I just, you know, I was just eating this chicken. I had two sauce options. You know, I wanted to alternate mm -hmm. because I'd get bored of one sauce. I'd have to go yeah. like, yeah. So it's. I am sick of this. Well, I I made the mistake of dipping into what I thought was cheese sauce on Swoops's like little takeout or yeah. he had like, to go thing from Chick Fil A. Yeah. I guess it was Chick Fil A sauce. I thought it was cheese sauce, and I dipped oh, a fry yeah. and I bit it. I was like. Whoa, what is this? And he's like, it's Chick-fil-A sauce. Like, this is disgusting. It's probably just like mayonnaise and a bunch of other stuff in there. It's, which it's I, like a mustard-mayonnaise combo with something else. I agree. Yeah. Sometimes those things can be pretty gross. But what do you think? Well, Andy like, Meyer, our good oh, friend, yeah. he yeah. hated mayonnaise too. Him and I were on a team and they'd have these banh mi sandwiches at work for lunch once in a while. And the first time I was like, this is pretty good. And then I realized there's mayonnaise in it. And mm -hmm. there's something about just seeing it 
and him and I were like, oh, we set our sandwiches down and ate our chips. I was like, I can't eat a banh mi sandwich. Oh, man. I was really um, I was pl- making this record with someone who was all about calling mayonnaise throat lube for a long time. Uh, <laughs> so, so it makes me want it less. I know. Yeah. Well, but the thing is, that's like, you know, as grotesque as that description that's is. That's what it is. I agree. That's the thing. It's like I was eating these sandwiches that whole week, you know, and like I did mm-hmm. prefer how they felt while with eating condiments. Them. With condiments. Yeah. yeah and well, flavor I guess I drink more water. The, the texture. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, so I guess that's what I'm saying. You know, like, so for example, Kobayashi, you know, uh, Japanese champion eater, uh, yeah. he dips his hot dogs in water. Uh, <laughs> exactly. And yeah. it's because he knows that if he's going to have to eat, you know, 30 of these hot dogs. They got to go down quick. <laughs> exactly. I know. I remember seeing him and I'm just like, what is it? It's like, I haven't seen so many, that many hot dogs in my entire life. Just like left and right. A hundred hot dogs it, It's in an tempting, hour. you know, like I like a good hot dog. Like I don't think do. I want to slam a hundred hot dogs uh, with water on them. Smash that hot dog button. Well, yeah. he would work out. I think if it's the guy I'm th- thinking of too, I'd watch a couple of videos on him and he would like work out a lot during the day and he'd just um, eat. He'd prep for these eating competitions with a Wow table full of food god that can't be healthy anyone that's doing these table things he's like yeah you got to build your tolerance for your stomach so you just stuff wow. yourself but then you're you're working out so much you're burning three thousand calories right. a he's day. a very small man uh, yeah he is yeah, for what he was yeah. eating yeah, yeah oh the other guys were eating just all kinds of food food eating competition guys and they right. were not that big either they were just right. like working out running constantly and doing all this stuff to do it that's and, uh yeah. I mean, it, you can be as eco-conscious with your diet as you want. And as long as like, it's like an oil tanker out there or something, you know, it's like as long as one of those guys is out there, you know, it doesn't matter if I'm driving to work, you know, every day or something it like does, that. It, it really doesn't. Yeah. yeah, yeah if there's like one the... fo- fire, like the one we've had for two months going in the environment, it doesn't yeah. matter if I drive my car because that is way wor- worse. Kobayashi is imprinting the, the, the uh, is affecting the environment, you know, I don't know. we got to ban, ban eating coffee. And also there's other people that don't have food and someone's just eating for fun. <laughs> It's pretty gluttonous. Yeah it's, yeah, it's a little grotesque. I mean, it's a lot grotesque, I think. Uh, It'd be nice to just disperse a few of those dogs out to different countries where they need some food. Just, just a little less. There's a lot of competitions that I get, like what is exciting to root for people doing. I have no idea what's exciting about rooting for someone to be like, eat that last hot dog, man. Like, let's go. We got 150 <laughs> on. this time. I know. It's like, yeah. what are you t- Why well, are you I, so invested in seeing people this? People do like the Tampico challenge or the gallon of milk challenge where they drink a, a gallon of this like sugar water or milk and then try not to puke. And so you're watching to make sure this was done at like um, concerts, festivals, different stuff. And kids are all like, yeah, do this. And then you, it's free you get to sign up and do it. But then like they have the puke buckets out and nine times out of 10 that people puke. If they don't, they're like not moving for a while. They're laying down somewhere. And then people have like, I, I think people have actually died from doing wow. it. Wow. Well, I think you can, like, I've heard some people who are doing like gallon challenges with water and stuff like that. I think you can actually like Overhydrate yourself to the point where you don't have enough electrolytes in your system uh, to you wash to, them all out. Well, yeah. it's like yeah, or they're just diluted, right? Because now you've added a ton of water and you've not added enough electrolytes, uh, mm-hmm. and so then like certain like important functions in your body just don't work the way they should. But and and that's but, where people have like yeah, too much of anything can kill you. You could drown. Yeah. you can drown in a glass of water if you choke on it. And I was like, you can't drown in a glass of water. And people say it years ago, they're like, well, if it gets in your lungs, you can. You're like, oh yeah, I guess. I guess. Uh, uh. You're like, you don't even have to worry about swimming. You're, right, you're right. Drowning. Yeah, yeah. What happened? Yeah. I mean, like you probably just like cough all that up. I'd imagine. Right. You'd have to you try really hard. Yeah. You yeah. would hope. Yeah. 
the well, uh, the Tampico stuff, like doing those gallon challenges, I feel like the exciting thing about the vomiting for that is that it's usually like projectile vomiting. You know, it's the, like... the really exciting part about that is seeing where who they hit. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's the Mad TV thing with Will Sasso where it's like supposed to be Kenny Rogers like challenge, and he's like. This here is the the face catcher with the bat trick, and he like throws it and it flies through the air and hits his friend right in the mouth, it, or no, someone else throws it and hits him. He's like, oh, and then then he has like, here, this here is the cattle prod. This hurt like a son of a gun. And then he goes and he, his friends are drinking the milk and doing these challenges, and he's like cattle prodding them, and they're like, just spitting it out. And it's it's all like a spoof for Mad TV, but of it course. is one of the best videos on YouTube that I that I could watch a hundred times. We'll put a link he, in this podcast in the I'll bio. Put a, yeah. I'll yeah. look up Kenny Rogers, um, um, catch the bat with your teeth channel. I don't know. Something like was that. that. Was oh, that it's, it's called Jackass. It was Kenny Rogers, Jackass channel. God, I was, he, I was literally about to ask if that was pre Jackass or not. Cause I think that's, uh, like it, it was like, it was that era. Was, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Cause so much of that stuff I think was made popular by, steve-o and mm -hmm. whoever else uh viva la bam or you know whoever and i think uh, they were in there with him on one of them too um the couple yeah. of the guys but yeah. they they had this scene after they're like trying to do the drinking the milk and then getting cattle prodded where they're all like after they've done a gallon of milk getting sick over the same trash can and the one guy's puking the other guy pukes onto his head and like <laughs> and it's just this poof, and it's all this milk and you can tell they're just letting it run down their mouth and like be messy to be right messy. right they're and actors yeah yeah, yeah. oh the best and today i just posted it to my instagram page but i don't have a lot of followers anymore so no one sees it but it's fine but it was it's so funny it's this actor you'd recognize him but he's like he has this white beard and he's uh, hair slicked back and he's wearing this like um High, uh, college jersey like not jersey but like um letter letterman jacket yeah and he's sitting with these like 17 year old college or 18, maybe they're high school they're all 17 they're sitting there he's like he's like hey you know when i told you guys i was 17 they're like yeah and they're like i'm actually 67 and they're like what no we're like yeah they're like us we're all 17 and he's he looks so much older and it's just like they're all like, huh and they like talk and it just gets stupider and stupider but it's so funny and he's like oh yeah and they're like what about all those drugs you were taking he's like those those were blood thinners and he's like shows him <laughs> popping him in and like his blood pressure medication and stuff and it's it's just it's and they hear like the can laughter while it's happening it's like a skip it. it's and i was just like dying laughing i'm like this is so good so kind of sounds like andy milanakis or something like that it's, like wasn't it's he like 40 andy, here i'm gonna play the audio for you real quick on here it's just, it's worth hearing the audio for everyone Everyone listening and it'll, this this is the new iphone so it'll start up in one second instead of 10 so oh wow you keep your phone off during these i did so i didn't have any distractions i could have done airplane mode but here it's starting up but the other one would have taken like a minute and now this wow. is here so <laughs> i'm just gonna <laughs> just gonna play this and the actor is recognizable but um one one second here you get like okay. a copyright strike from uh from this uh, it's not a it's it, I, you know i don't know if you think i will because we played songs sometimes too so. sure it's embedded oh, in so much of it. Oh, yeah. Remember when I told you I was 17? Yeah, we all are. I'm 67. Oh, hold on, hold on. I gotta, I gotta click real. Look, remember when I told you I was 17? Yeah, we all are. I'm 67. What? I'm 67 years old. No, you're 17. You're from New Jersey. Your name is Tommy Porkchop Pucciano. My name is Seamus O'Sullivan. I'm a 67-year-old Irishman. What the? 
So let me get this straight. When we would skip seventh period to sneak beers, you were what? Some old guy? Think about it. When you were drinking crappy beer, I was <laughs> drinking... A glass of whiskey with a big square ice cube. Oh, yeah. <laughs> poor child, you were the craziest kid in school. I mean, you did drugs in class. <laughs> I was wearing blood thinners. <laughs> Anyway, it's uh, it's so it. funny. Yeah, the stuff like that is just so good. So that's your vibe. Uh, just the, I any, love. I think skits are the best. Have you made any comedy videos recently in your life? No, it's time. What I'm, about the I'm next overdue. pornographer film? I don't want to do the corn. I did one in Hawaii um, called um, what was it? Um, a lake. It was Lake Shitikaka. <laughs> <laughs> that was the one where it was a quick little 30 second one and my friend and i were standing at the edge of this like brown water down yeah. by this beach yeah. uh, in hawaii and we're like looks a little browner than last year he's like looks a little browner than, than last year i was like yep sure does and then that was it just a quick little mole. <laughs> so i want another little like short idea and since i'm going to hawaii i might do one while i'm there i need to write a couple little short things and yeah. then i then the pornographer is going to be like Probably next fall because I missed the corn season again this year. Is that a but full need... like feature length film when you do those? I do like five minute, six minute it's at the longest. Like but I'm trying to get them down. I want to do some like under, I want to start going under one minute because people's attention spans with social media are just like gone, yeah, evaporating. So if I could do like 45 seconds and do a whole right. story and do this little thing, I could put, crank them out a lot quicker. Do you do like the TikTok thing at all with any of that content? I don't. I, I'm scared to get on TikTok. I'm yeah. I don't want to get sucked into it and then be sitting on my phone even more. Yeah. And I know it could like they could have a life, but I'd have to crank them out a lot more than I'm doing now <laughs> to do that. Because <laughs> videos only have like a three day lifespan on TikTok, supposedly. Supposedly. I mean they do get saved and like people post them to YouTube and stuff and some of them can live on that way. But yeah. I don't really know. But I, I don't know. Works. Here's the thing, because I did it I was this was a gonna be a topic thing. I was just oh. like wondering like modern philosophy oh my topic was modern philosophy via social media because there's so many people like wow. posting life quotes quite and things on social media i see i see i see you know because right. there's all these like philosophers from back in the day and now you have I people like just like these quick little video quotes that like yeah. are life-changingly good like right. the guy that's on tiktok that got popular is rodney norman and i mentioned right. him a couple of times but he's this okay. older guy with yeah. a big beard he's like so uh so if you're if you're going somewhere and you 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 get there and then you realize you don't want to be there maybe you shouldn't have tried to go there from the start or or they do. <laughs> but he says it he says it like maybe you should uh you know maybe if you get somewhere and you thought you wanted to be there then you don't uh, you should uh, go back to where you were before and different <laughs> and different things or he he did one he's running through this like desert scape like he goes and films these videos all over he's like a retired dude so sure yeah. he's got time and he runs up he's like hey Hey, you. And he runs all the way up and he gets down to the camera on the ground. He's like, oh, I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> and then it's just like stuff like that. But yeah, he's like yeah. blown up on TikTok. And I'm like, right. so I don't know where the money, because he doesn't advertise stuff. So I'm sure. like, um, I know people are all about views and likes and stuff. And yeah. I, I actually don't, I, it'd be great to be, get more traction on stuff and right. get more people to see stuff. But I don't know how that translates to money necessarily. Right, to actual money. Without, I don't know either. Without advertising. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I, because uh, I assume that, like you're saying, influencers and stuff like that, you know, uh, really all they have is a captive audience. And so it seems like they're, the way I've seen people do it is just getting, you know, products that they have to plug or something like that. But, uh mm. But I don't know. I mean, there's uh, 
He sells his own merch. He has T-shirts that I say like, that's "Have you a know, have a, a brand. Um, yeah. Enjoy your stupid life," or <laughs> different stuff like that. But right. there's other ones that just it's quotes from like famous people and other things that just happen to like be these little snippets that are on like Instagram or Facebook as little like reels. And then I'm like, "Oh, that's a good one." And then I reshare it, and then I get more of those things. Right. Um, right. So modern, yeah, modern philosophy. Well, I, I like, feel like that. is coming through that through that feed because a lot of people are not as interested in like um a religious organization necessarily but they're like oh right. life like things that uh thing ways to live things to live by things like that totally well and i think there's there's a couple different brands of that now like think back at like maybe the earlier stuff on facebook of the like if you can't handle me at my this then you don't deserve me at my this kind of thing you know which is mm -hmm. like i feel like that's like uh modern philosophy in some way right of like kind of people being hyper introspective uh you know or like like trying to uh, oh, I don't know if I'd call that introspective, I guess, but, but, uh, you know, like maybe, uh, kind of it's, it's self-focused. It's, it's like, if you yeah, don't it's like, like me now, then you don't deserve me when I'm doing well. Exactly. It's like reflecting on like your own worth and your own ideals and things like that. Even though like, obviously the, uh, the funny thing about that statement is it's usually like, you know, very like toxic in whatever it, it is. is, you know, or like rooted in people who are just posting a ton of things that are like pretty out and of their self-worth is coming from what they're the, from posting that versus right, like right. just. Right. them being themselves and being totally. happy about being yeah. themselves. I think, yeah. So, I mean, like, that's a brand that I think is still out there, but I think it's kind of like uh, some of that has... I don't know. At least I don't see a lot of that. So I don't really know if it's still out there anymore. But uh, but what I do see is a lot of people doing like these very long winded posts now on social media. That's usually some sort of like tell all, you know, about like, oh, you know, like this is what I've been going through. But it's still like kind of vague booking, you know, if we're still using that as a term of like not really being overly descriptive about what's actually going on, but just kind of like going through like hinting at like the emotional ranges of stuff that you've had you know and how like you're so and, and grateful how they're for really people. just yeah. distraught and anxious and scared and you're like right but right. what's happening right right and it's, it's not it's that the, you know, it's a loaded yeah. a facebook it used to be like the one lines are like i can't believe people sometimes people right and that's this, vague classic vague booking yeah yeah, yeah. And there's like yeah. like sometimes life just sucks when you can't trust your friends and you're like and then they're like oh so sorry what happened yeah. and then yeah. then it's like fishing just or to just get like a heartbroken with like a period after it and like a background on the t you know just like <laughs> just and they're like, like what if like, yeah sometimes yeah. it's like something really bad happened yeah. but you're like you gotta at least gives you people a little bit of a clue <laughs> what you're talking about well it's like so I otherwise it seems like just attention grabbing right i mean i think that the like these are I think these are the limitations of what social media can really do, right? Because ultimately, social media is can be a way to connect groups of people, help you stay in touch and things like that. But I think that what we're coming to learn over the last, you know, decade uh, or almost two maybe now of people using these tools. Uh, yeah. Uh, probably about two, actually. Um, like, when did MySpace come around? And then before that, there was probably other stuff. But uh, MySpace had to be like 2003 or th wow, two or three really or four. Crazy. Probably yeah. four. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but so, uh, the limits of that stuff I think are that we don't a lot of times really have direct relationships via those things, right? We just kind of have these brief interactions and sometimes you get in a thing where you have like a more lengthy, you know, direct messaging thing or something with someone, but a if lot of times, them. right. A lot of yeah. times you're posting these things to people who kind of know you. Uh, and, uh, I do agree that there's like this sense of, you're able to get almost the same thing that you would 
or like, how do I want to say this? Like, I think that you, you think you're going to be able to get the same thing that you would by telling a group of your friends, like, oh, I'm so heartbroken right now. Or like, oh, this really yeah. sucks for me. Right. And which is like kind of just needing someone to hear you sometimes. Uh, yeah. and I think that Facebook, you know, offered the same thing, but, uh, without a lot of the other like positive things that went along with the relationship. So it wasn't really like a yeah. holistic solution for that. It was just kind of like this, uh, you know, um, facade of that uh that kind of comfort and strength in numbers and uh, and it depends on how you use it too i think because there are people that used it in in the way of like a diary entry of just like what they're frustrated about and it was like a mile long and i was like oh man seeing these all the time like this isn't like diary book it's face facebook diary you know like book. yeah right. like to see diving this and you're like i'm so sorry that life is really tough right now right but every post is just, I mean, a couple like I'm gonna, I'm gonna like put a care symbol now. They have it used to be like, and you're like, yeah. this something, something terrible happened. Like, right, right. Um, and like, <laughs> you don't care. And they're like, <laughs> you, yeah, you liked yeah. that this yeah, happened. Yeah, but grandma just passed away. Like, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. things like that. And I'm like, mm -mm. yeah. So right. it's it's nice to have other options or like right. it'd be great to have prayer hands, thinking of you right. or right, something. Right. But but like if if someone posts ten times on something then I, then it kind of, it's people's brains just get to that spot that you get numbed to whatever it is. Right. And then you're like, Oh, well it's this person's complaining about life again. Uh, then you br breeze past it. And then I've realized through scrolling through the phone is worse than the computer. Cause you're sitting it's there true. like, okay, let's see what's next. Right. And I'm like, I'm so overloaded with information from all of these posts that I can't even a, a normal one that I that would be like oh that person's posted something they care right. about I can't I don't even want to like it because I'm just overwhelmed I'm like why am I sitting here doing this yeah and that's yeah. what I find myself doing sometimes well so I do think though that uh, these are the worst examples of our modern day philosophers in in uh, social media you know like I think that these people are not really stating any new ground you know and while they're doing something that's like uh reflects their own experience and there's something philosophical about that maybe uh, they're not really like opening my mind to anything usually when they say like heartbroken you know or something like that no but, yeah those know, aren't the, but, those aren't the people i think of as the philosophers right, for sure right. there's like there's all these range yeah i'm there are people i'm like oh these guys are saying like i like the posi positivity posi positivity 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 yeah yeah so positivity in general across the board i like people that are like bringing like ways to appreciate your life, value the things you have, things like that. So there are people that make you start thinking and they're not necessarily right. like saying anything new. It's just right. like, oh, you know, instead of focusing on all these things you don't have, what what do you have that you could right. be thankful for? And I'm like, oh, it's nice to hear that comment. And then, yeah. it, then it makes you think about it. So it's like, I think it's more driving intention towards a certain path versus telling you of some mind-blowingly new thing right too. although i do think sometimes there's some like to me the what i'm imagining is like the peak of our modern day social media philosophers uh are people usually on twitter i think because twitter is a more competitive space for that stuff because you really mm -hmm. do uh you know like by retweeting and, and all these things i think that tweets get uh, they're able to get a lot of traction, you know, in a different way than like Facebook would or Instagram, which I, yeah. you know, I think tw Twitter is really set up to be this way, which is why it's become like a political hub in so many ways too, right? Where people mm -hmm. who are politicians are using this platform to try and gain traction with certain ideas and things like that, you know? And so you'll see people bickering on social media or Elon Musk is another example, right? Like yeah. people who have strong brand need to have strong brand for their enterprise to work in some way. Donald Trump is another great example example, right? People who mm. really 
need their ideas to be heard and received by people. Uh, but uh, and Twitter is a good outlet for like getting it out to the masses quickly too. It is, yeah. And I think what's interesting about that is philosophy seems very quick. I mean, I don't really, I'm not super well studied on philosophy, so this is my armchair version of what I perceive, you know. Yeah. Uh, but uh, and we're sitting know, in like, chairs, so it's good. Exactly. If if someone was uh, giving you their philosophy uh, on something like this, you know. A thousand years ago or 2000 years ago or something like that you know i don't think that you know what philosophers stick around or like what stuff gets uh you know kind of becomes this infamous thing until much later on but now um we're seeing people's uh resonance with these philosophies and ideas almost instantaneously right we're seeing like yeah. oh an idea comes out and boom it's like everyone's talking about it or something or it's on but, or a reaction video where they're like nodding right Right. Next to someone saying something. Right. And other other friends are like, I'm so sick of the reaction videos. I can't handle like right. someone so and the person reacting isn't even reacting. They're sitting there straight faced. Yeah, just the whole watching. Time. Yeah. Like, yeah. why are you putting yourself here when you're not doing anything? I don't understand react. the reaction videos. But I do yeah. think that um what's been interesting too is like uh I think this has been on Twitter, but like these chains of videos, right? So someone films a reaction video to themselves or something like that. And then someone films like a reaction video to a reaction video, you know? Uh, yeah. And yeah, yeah. it can get kind of convoluted and pretty entertaining, I will say. Uh, and it's just, and, I think. And then the person that did the first reaction reacts to the person right, reacting to right, them. And right. I, the coolest, the, a cool one I did see today was someone singing Adele. <clears throat> um, I set fire to the rain, which those lyrics actually, if you think about it, are pretty genius. Sure. Like, I don't know how she's setting fire to something that's water i think that's genius yeah yeah so (laughs) genius or idiotic but um one one of the two adele it's actually biggest idiot (laughs) biggest but great songwriter but think about your lyrics lady no just kidding why don't you just everyone loves someone next time yeah i i feel i'm i'm gonna say a very unpopular statement i don't love adele And it's because I don't like sad music. And so that's just me. Yeah. Like, it's she's all about really sad love songs, and it really hits pe- hit people's heartstrings, and it, they connect with it. So when I was going through something like that, probably would have connected a lot more. And now sure. I try to just be void of Toxic all those Toxic positivity. Feelings. Yeah, yeah. Avoid yeah. all those feelings. <laughs> I try to avoid all those old feelings. No. No, <laughs> no just kidding. No, I, I've already worked through those feelings. But to, like, go to that spot and be like, hey, let's just think about old sad times. I was like, no, I don't want to do that. So yeah. that's what Adele makes me do if I'm listening to it and trying to connect with Adele. So, so to turn and, turn the 22, 2022 artist uh, and uh, uh, philosopher spotlight back on ourselves, uh, do you feel like you've sorted through those things for you, like to the point yes. where they're, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, no, I don't yeah. feel like, I, I feel like I'm at a spot right now where I'm content with life and things are going great and whatever comes my way, I'm going to be like the dude about it. Like chill, enjoy life. Um, And it's taken a lot of time to get to that spot. Yeah. How do you even go about something like that? Um, I think, I mean, music is great therapy, like working through your feelings, through music, writing things out. I did a ton of that for years and there's like books of songs that I never got out to the nice. world yeah that are all Your about all the things yeah. Yeah. yeah um but there's still things that are tough in life but i'm just like yeah. what's the point of me like wishing for something i don't have mm. or being uh, upset about something that happened in the past or losing a family member or something i'm like yeah or yeah. where my dad's at where his health is declining sure. i'm like he's healthy but his mind is declining but i can't change it so i'm going to enjoy my time that i have instead of worry about all this stuff right i mean i think this the thing is i think with art 
and philosophers and, you know, any of these people who are kind of putting statements into the world, I think that uh, we uh, we respond to like resonance, right? So when something, uh, when someone says something or they sing about something, write a song, right, that like resonates with a part of us that's true, I mm-hmm. think... Uh, um, it you know it feels nice to be seen. It also feels nice to have someone articulate it sometimes in a new way. I've felt that way about art, even about stuff that maybe I've felt like I processed or that is you know like fine in my life now. Sometimes when someone sings a lyric or something like that, I'm like, oh wow, that's the perfect way that I've never said that before. And it kind of yeah. just like yeah, it, yeah. It, you know adds language to how I'm thinking about my own experiences in the past, you know, or in the future too. Because a lot of those things, you know, heartbreak or loss of loved ones or uh, you know just little micro stuff that happens in your day that aggravates you, you know, someone not cooking your chicken all the way through or something, uh, yeah, you terrible. know, like, yeah, yeah. Uh, write a song about it. Um, yeah. Well, no, the- I mean all those, yeah, I, I've never written a song about like a meal being, having to return a meal, but no, those other things, like even if I bring up, cause I think just talking with people about things about when my mom passed away from cancer and stuff like that. And the process of what happened when the, the day she died and what I was doing and all these things, and coming, bringing that around, it still hits me in the yeah. way where I'm like, you get emotional about it a little bit, but it's still like a powerful thing. So I don't yeah. think you ever lose, I don't think you ever lose those feelings, but you've wor- you've come to terms with those feelings of, th- of things that were really tough. And then you're like, hey, I have this one life and none of us truly know what happens after this. Yeah. So wh- how much of my time do I want to waste and I, I use the term waste right, as a right. not like a strong word because some people feel like it's important. You got to take that time yeah, to do it. Yeah. But then like right. after I've worked through it, how much time do I want to live rehashing things that were negative? No, or I feel you. things that were tough. Yeah. Um, and that's why it's tough for me to watch like t- a lot of TV shows now, dramas right. and things that are all about like people angry at each other mm-hmm. or like. I'll watch these like solving a murder shows because I'm like, the murder happened at the beginning. They're just solving it now. But I don't want to watch these like American Horror Story shows where they're like torturing people and doing. I was like, why am I why am I spending my time on this? For me, it doesn't work. Other people, maybe it's some kind of therapy. (laughs) <laughs> you know there's uh, yeah, there's that therapy. too yeah maybe yeah. or there's different elements of shows that people connect with and so i'm not saying that people shouldn't watch any shows i'm saying for me i found anything. what works i found what yeah. works and i feel I like that and and now i'm at a spot where i'm like hey things are great i can't complain yeah. i feel like i'm semi-retired because i like what i'm doing right and everything is fun right which is cool to be there at 41 that's a good place waiting to be until 60 yeah no i get there you know, I mean, I think that to your point about like wasting our time, you know, our energy, like uh, it's not to say that uh, like, you know, I I feel strongly that like nothing is truly a waste because I think we're only really capable of doing what we're capable of doing in the moment that we're doing it, if that makes yeah. sense. So like, you mm-hmm. know, if you like if I looked back on the last like two years and was like, oh, I wasted my time doing this. Like if you sent me back in time uh, and I was the same person I was in that moment, I think I would do the same things again. You know, like I just I, yeah. I, I did those things because that's all I could do in those moments. Uh, and it's and the now, way that I react to, to things. So it exactly probably would that be time. the same in the future. Yeah. Well, it may not be the same in the future, right? It's just to say that in that moment with those conditions, I did exactly what I would have done. But now that I've learned those lessons, maybe I don't have to respond that way or I've learned tools. Oh, or, yeah, yeah. You know, right. so uh, so I think that uh, but in that moment, right, that was exactly what I was capable of doing because that's what I knew how to do. Um, but I think that to your point about wasting time, right, like now going forward, I think about things um, 
like my goal, I think, for anything like that, that uh, is something that maybe was like emotionally charged or something like that or has a lot of like uh, power hold on my life in some way that, you know, I'm like, oh, I don't know if I want to think about that all the time, you know, mm-hmm. uh, like I think trying to remove uh, to remove any power that those have over from you uh, or have over you so that uh, you can choose when and how that kind of energy finds you in your life, you know, so that if for some reason the yeah, trigger comes yeah. up and like you see a photo of your mom, you know, mm-hmm. that you're not just like incapacitated, right? That you're like, oh yeah. That's yeah, that's yeah. what it, yeah, that's kind yeah. of, I think that's what I meant is like yeah, still, totally. still being able to now um, not have it hit the same way as it did the first time exactly. or something like that. Yeah. And it's not being yeah. callous necessarily, although I right. do feel like I'm kind of calloused to death because yeah. I lost like six six family members by the time I was like 11. Yeah. And yeah. you're talking about like aunts, great aunts, uncles, stuff like that, grandparents. And so I was at some funerals from like five to, to like sure, 14 sure. or 16. It became normal. So I like was at yeah. them all the time. And a lot of people hadn't lost family members. So it's just one of those things. But I do. Yeah, I agree with you. I think it's figuring out how to how to like ever. And, and I also think I want to be. And if someone there was a quote about this. These are one of those facebook or instagram philosophers but it's like people that are kind other people probably are that way because they went through some real dark times Mm, (laughs) and so they're like they don't want to pass any negativity or bad things onto others that they've had to go through and i was like i relate to that because there's been some tough times and so i was like if i think of like someone else treating me poorly or something else i'm like they might be going through something right now that they're this is their external like they're not angry at me Right. Like they might lash out in one moment, but maybe it's because they're going through something on their own and they don't know how to deal with it or they're figuring out how to deal with it. And, and I happened to be there and I took some of it. And totally. then they're, later yeah. they're like, oh, maybe I shouldn't have lashed out this person. But whether right. that gets said or not, I'm just like, so that's why I feel like I want to let like a duck. I want to let water run off my back <laughs> and the water would be the negativity. <laughs> but like I will, t- but constructive criticism yeah. should always be taken. If there's things I can improve on, I'm, I'm down to listen. If people are like just getting angry, I was like, well, that came out of nowhere. Right. And I don't know you that well, but right. no, thanks for blowing up at me. I don't want to like take that personally and harp on it for days too. I forget. Uh, my mom was just quoting someone who was talking about this the other day and I, you know, of course I don't have the original quote, so I don't even remember who it was, but, uh, she was saying there was someone that she was listening to, uh, that was saying that there's no such thing as constructive criticism. There is only criticism. Uh, and that's not to say Hmm. that you can't learn from people's critiques and things, but just to like kind of get this out of our mind that like we have like this asterisk that we can put out of. Or like, you know, that we can put after criticism that like then makes it like, you know, like safe to to give. Right. Because I think that criticism, even constructive criticism can still be something that's received poorly a lot of times. Now, that doesn't mean that we shouldn't uh, be wanting feedback, that we shouldn't be able to give feedback. But I think it's this interesting idea that like just calling it constructive suddenly removes the charge that it has or something like that. That's that's a good point. And I like I like that because then it means like. There maybe it's more of a discussion, being like, "Hey, what did I do?" I and I I feel like I've learned a lot over the last ten, fifteen years on like yeah. interpersonal um, problem solving or like working through discussions with people or arguments, and just like, so what did I instead of getting defensive, what did I do to offend this person, or what did I what did yeah, I yeah. do that triggered you, right. and why? And I don't need to know why that triggered them unless it's a good friend, and then be like, "Hey," and they're like, "Oh, well, my dad used to do this, and right. this stuff bugs me, or whatever." Yeah, and then I'm like, "Oh, okay. Well, maybe I'll try to not say 
that that phrase exactly or right. something like that knowing that and they're not angry at you in the moment or maybe they are right. because of how i acted or something and i'm like oh sorry i said something offensive and didn't think about it because that happens sometimes right and it seems like you have a, a pretty good grasp on like how to treat and interact with other people in that way and how to receive feedback and i've seen that from you too in real time uh how what role do you feel like philosophy has played in you coming to where you're at now and what role has internet philosophy or like social media philosophy played in that well i mean i haven't really read a lot of books so besides like (laughs) years of reading the bible as a kid and studying that's the philosophy i think there's some philosophy in those you know there is there is but i mean like the classic socrates and all these like philosophizers yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) um but no i mean it was all as a kid it was all like the bible stuff yeah and then then more recently it's like oh you know like people that are treating others right living well and living at peace with the world and calmly like i want to do what sting does and not everything sting does is probably what i do because it's not (laughs) i know he has some swinger lifestyle things that aren't for me um so but but i do but i do feel like he's just like an essence of like calm and chill he seems like a cool it's a good way to go into your 70s like being that kind of person yeah oh the beasting yeah beasting not beasting it's a beasting (laughs) beasting yeah doesn't sound good um but no like that kind of thing i love keanu reeves and his like post about quotes about life and my uh which i think i might i'm probably mentioned this too before but the one where he's on colbert and he's like what do you think happens when we die and then he takes like a beat for like for yeah. one second, not even much yep. of a beat. And he's just like, I think the people that love you, love you will miss you. Yep. And then everyone's like, Oh, Oh, yeah. Keanu. like in the audience, yeah, yeah. like this all thing. Yeah. And it's just like, cause he's like, he's just thinking about like, he's not trying to figure it out. And that's yeah. the other thing too. I realize everyone wants to figure everything out. And I think it's okay not to know everything. Totally. There's, he also, it's okay to like not, he, you know, you could also look at that statement and just says he thinks that nothing happens after you die other than people missing you, which, you know, I, I resonate with in some ways, you know, yeah, like he, yeah, he kind yeah. of, he can have that too. Yeah. And he yeah. was, and he's been, he's someone who's been through quite yeah. a bit. I think he's, so, cause I didn't realize that his wife and kids have been killed. That's right. Wow. And stuff too. Yeah. So Man. all those things. Yeah. So, and to have a positive outlook on life after going through something like that. And they just, those are the people that I'm more drawn to. Cause I'm like going through he- heavier stuff and early in life, I'm like, I didn't get to be a kid as a kid as much. Cause at 10, I had to like do a lot of stuff myself when my right. mom wasn't there and stuff. So I feel like I'm making up for it now and trying to live without as much responsibility and live yeah. a little calmer <laughs> instead of being care. Cause I wasn't carefree as a kid. I was uptight sure. and yeah. very strict and just like. And even in my 20s, without joining the band and my friends that were in the band with me, I would have been so uptight. Sure. And and I became this like relaxed person that didn't judge as much after that. <laughs> so it's nice to like, I think yeah. the people around you matter. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I think there's a lot of ways that we can like construct our own philosophy. And I think that, uh, you know, comparing ideas and exchanging ideas is how philosophy develops, right? So aside from thinking internally on your own, you know, I think talking with people and hearing how they're going about their lives, you know, uh, has a big impact on how we we understand the possibilities of like what we could do with our own energy or life, you know, like if you yeah. only know people like you're saying growing up, you know, when you're 10, uh, uh, if all you've seen was, you know, people who are uptight and angry, that's likely all that you'll know 
could be, you know, but meeting people who were uh, yeah. friends and in bands and things like that and getting to do all these other things with your life and meeting other people, you know, shows you other ways that you could live. Uh, and, and everyone yeah. was like, even though they were uptight or just really strict on certain things, it, it kind of came down to kind of the religious side of things, but also just lifestyle. Um, and I feel like I was like, oh, you know, there's happy. There's a lot of happy times. But I'm like, it seems like people are like stressed out about certain things that they maybe don't need to be as stressed right. out about. So you take it as like you can learn from the way things people do things as a positive or you can learn like maybe I want to live a little differently yeah. than some of these things that are like like my dad um, blamed the Western medicine for my mom passing away of, of cancer. Wow. Right. Yeah. So I was 10 years old. My brother was eight. And yeah. then for, for 20, 30 years, he's just angry at Western medicine. Wow. And just holding on to that, like, anger. And then he's like, oh, these stupid doctors don't have anything for this. And, like, they're doing right. this. And he would be righteous indignation, I guess I'd say, because he's helping people with getting over their cancer that were doing chemo and getting killed. And then he was, like, right. helping them restore their bodies. So he was angry because of how people were being treated. So it was kind of like a pot. It was, like, a good reason to be angry. Right. About yeah. how things were being done and feeling like it was unjust and not fair yeah. for people to keep using poison or whatever, you know. Sure. Um, but it it didn't do his health any it didn't do his him any good. Right. And that's kind of what I was like. I kind of want to be in the middle where I'm like, I'm aware of the good things out there and I'm aware people get to choose how they do things. I don't want to get so upset about something that it it makes my life be years of not being happy. Yeah. Well, I was wondering about, like, do you think there's a trade-off at all? Like, do you think your dad's strategy or people like him, right, where they have a lot of charge around these things, do you think that they, uh, do you think there's any upside to what they're trying to accomplish uh, that comes from having that kind of motivation, uh, you know, that negative motivation within them that, like, this is not yeah. working and it's yeah, really there upsetting? Is. Yeah. yeah, I feel like all those, like, vigilante movies are all someone who's with a vendetta to, like, do right. something for something someone who is like <laughs> my dad's, dad's a not a vigilante yeah yeah but, <laughs> it's got a but i'm saying like the you, chemo I'm, companies <laughs> uh, yeah like well like lawyers that would stand Take up for like Susan people G. Komen, yeah well there's a lot of movies about like um i for like trying to think of one right now there's a few where like a lawyer st stood up for an innocent person that was taken advantage of by a big corporation and stuff like that and those people are like angry about what's happening to the people right and it's kind of similar like that i think where there is a lot, there is, I mean, they're doing something good and they have good motivation behind it, but it's just the way I, you go about living your life and how it affects you outside of that is right. what I would want to change. Yeah. I mean, I get that. I, I think it's interesting. You know, one of the main, like more recent examples, I think is like uh, all of the, uh, you know, social justice uh, movements that were uh seemingly like not reinvigorated because it implies that they weren't invigorated before and i think mm -hmm. that they were but people like myself and others i think were checked in in a different way after george floyd and brianna taylor and all these other killings kind of happened yeah in a brief secession yeah, yeah. Uh, and it gained momentum right and, and a lot of people in those movements i think uh maybe shared a similar kind of uh vigor that you're describing your dad to have uh for what they were passionate about right which is in this case like not righteous indignation yeah sure right uh righteous righteous can i look at can i get a definition on righteous indignation i feel like before I yeah keep, Sure, this, I, and that's the word yeah. that I've I think of, but I don't. Um, that's the thing, and I don't know enough about it. Let's let's just do a little Merriam-Webster break here. You got yeah, it, or you want me to do, get you it? got it, or you want me uh, to look here, it up? Let me. Uh, okay, let me type it in here. Uh, we'll cut out the blank space. It'll look like no, no, just no. Had the it. pause is suspenseful. Uh, dun, dun, dun. 
Let's see. Okay. Wikipedia is that a okay source here? It's That's okay. Yeah, I mean yeah, it yeah. does get updated re- regularly. Right, right. It'll be, it'll be general, general purpose. So, yeah. righteous indignation is typically a reactive emotion of anger over perceived mistreatment, insult, or malice of another. It is akin to what is called a sense of injustice. In some Christian doctrines, righteous anger is considered the only form of anger which is not sinful. E.g., when Jesus drove the money lenders out of the temple. Matthew yeah. two, Matthew twenty one. Yeah, so, so the yeah, people so you're were selling in the with, temple, and yeah. he's like, "This doesn't happen in my house." And then he's kicking tables. Are look, look what Jesus is doing. Yeah. Right, right, yeah. And so, so that is uh, right. It's like what we're talking about here is that we don't really desire to be angry, uh, but that there are some situations where anger uh, is is uh, is for a cause. Well, and warrant is even a funny word because you know I, I don't know if like you know I think. Uh, what do they say? An emotional outburst or something like that, right? Like, I think yeah. that righteous, like anger, like that is not something that, uh, like, for me at least, I don't feel like it's necessary. But sometimes it happens, anyways, right? Even if you don't think it's necessary. And I think yeah. that what righteous indignation says or is talking about the concept of it uh, is that, you know, even though you're not maybe trying to use anger as your tool to fix things, uh, when it does come up, if it comes up for things that are, you know, to try and really do right by others or like be on principle, that maybe that mm-hmm. anger uh, is not, uh, uh, you know, is not the worst kind of anger to have. And maybe it's OK. Right. Uh, yeah. No, that's how I feel yeah. about it, too. I don't I just don't know. It'd be interesting to see a study on the long term effects of someone that lives in that state right. for a long time. And that's right. the thing. That's, I think there's yeah. times it's OK to happen. But right. if you continue to live in that anger state towards any individual or group, you're not going to do harm to that group or individual. You're going to do harm to yourself, I would think. Right. I think there's a lot of uh, neurochemicals that go along with the experience of anger, right? I think cortisol, is that right? Uh, I, you know, don't quote I think me on so. this. Uh, well, this is why we say things and people can look it up. That's yeah, what yeah. we do. Yeah. Yeah. You fact look check us. We're not going to fact check ourselves. No, we don't, yeah. we don't do that. Yeah. We don't have the budget for fact checking ourselves. We just speak. <laughs> we just spew information. This sounds like yeah. we're, uh, you know, just like not, we're like a, uh, Alex Jones or something here, you know. Well, we're not quite Alex Jones. You know, <laughs> I'm that's not fact-checking myself. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I won't. I won't. I try to not be inflammatory. That's the thing. The difference between us and Alex Jones is we're not trying to like just be angry and conspiracy theorists. We're just right, right, talking right. about life things. Sandy like, Hook. I don't know what happen. kind of transformers are in this little preamp here, but I know there are some. Right. So I'd right. be like, there's probably a couple of these transformers. Who knows? People can look that up if they, they can care. look that up. Right. Right. Well, so, so we're in the wheelhouse of truth. For... <laughs> <laughs> the wheelhouse of truth. I like that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but, uh, but so yeah, I, I, you know, my own experience when I'm angry is that usually it's a bad time for me. You know, like I'm, like you were saying, Eric, I think I'm much happier when my emotions are positive, you know, uh, mm-hmm. but uh, obviously like when anger comes up, I don't think that uh, it, it doesn't serve me to just minimize what I feel either, but trying no, to, you don't want to hide that. it under. Yeah, well, because that like becomes its own weird like conditioning of like how you're supposed to react to anger. And if you don't hear yourself and don't experience or allow yourself to have 
these emotions that come up, like the emotional center of our brain. I love uh, like the idea of what this part of our brain is for. It's for like the quickest responses that the brain could generate. So evolutionarily, uh, you know, the frontal cortex, this big part of our brain that's like very uh, cognitive, uh, you know, like mm-hmm. it's it's where all the deep thinking happens, you know. So it's like uh, we've spent a lot of resources as a species uh, evolving that, making it better and then applying it to various things, you know, as a species or as a collective of individuals over, you know, the course of however long we've been, you know, organizing our thoughts and able to document them uh, in a written text so that the next generation could like piggyback off that. Right. So we've been working on this thing for a long time. Uh, But before that stuff was really uh, viable, we had to get to the point where we weren't just like constantly dying from situations, right? Like from like being eaten. Yeah, exactly. And we're still there. You know, there's still lots of ways that you can just like, if you're not careful, just die. Right. Uh, Fight or flight kicks in when I, every time I hit the freeway, I'm just like, okay, I got to watch for my car and not get hit by the semi. And so you're in this state, whether you know it or not, you're in a state of like reactionary a lot. Right. Right. And this emotional center of the brain, uh, you know, is very rudimentary in what it can provide. Uh, But these emotions are these kind of messages to our system uh, uh, that can be generated quickly uh, for that purpose, right? So when you feel anger or fear or something like that, it's usually to allow your body to get a quick response, uh, you know, for something that could be possibly dangerous, you know, that you need to be involved in getting out of or responding to or something. Uh, Whereas if I took my time to think about like, how am I feeling right now? You know, that moment may be gone and I may have to, you know, I may be a part of a semi or something like that. You might be dead. If if your body didn't kick you into adrenaline mode to kick into that. And and, um, I have a really good friend who's lived in a state of adrenaline for the last couple of years because of some life things going on well, and and that's like it's so bad for your body long right, term right. like you, you like loss of vision like wow. having trouble like focusing on something on a screen happens Crazy. all kinds of stuff yeah. and it's just like i was like well how can you um i was like so how do you <laughs> i asked i was like how do you get past that i mean what can you do did the doctor you're meeting with say right what can you do to get past this spot yeah. they're like well um i'm saying they to keep it vague because sure. we don't know who they are and sure and it's um yeah so anyway you don't even know yeah i know <laughs> i'm not gonna tell anyone else but no it's just like along lines of like you know you could go therapy you could do a lot of stuff yeah but even then, like, what? How can you get yourself out of a state of like panic and shock out of traumatic situations right. when your body is in this fight or flight for so long, and it's only meant to get you out of the problem, not live in the problem? Right. Yeah. I mean, so that's the so, that is the challenge, I think, too. I think I think the thing for me is it's really important when I do have any emotions or things that come up, uh, like you know whatever the thing is, like, you know, processing these things is important. Like you're saying, either you don't want to be whoever this person is stuck where they, they're uh, unable to do anything else but be stuck in that emotion, right? Like there's probably a good reason that they're stuck in that emotion too, right? But that's not where you have to stay or maybe where you should want to stay if it's and not little bits of you. progress are helpful, but just knowing, knowing how to find, yeah, how to get out of it so you're not sitting in fight or flight somehow. Yeah. And for me, that's a big part of that is thanking uh, the response from myself, right? And that's, it seems kind of silly, but uh, 
have talked with my mom about a lot of this stuff. She's much better read about these kind of things than I am. Uh, and uh, mm. did a lot of like parent ed, uh, doing uh, teaching kids about you know early childhood development and how to teach their kids and raise their kids. Uh, oh, that's cool. And so yeah. she would read a lot of books about these kind of things. You know, uh, um, she's also an autodidact, which is just someone who desires to read a lot and learn that way. So um, she learns a ton of stuff probably. She does. She's reading yeah. all the time. Yeah. yeah. But uh, anyways, enough gushing about my smart mom. Uh, but the uh, you can keep going. You can yeah, keep yeah, I'll going. keep going. It's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, she's beautiful. She's uh, yeah, uh, she's, you know, got good sense and fashion. Uh, yeah, good she's food, t- taste yeah. and food. Yeah, yeah good exactly. tasting kids. Yeah. yeah, she likes her. Her kids are good. Yeah. My mother. Uh, but so one of the things that like in times for me that were harder that I had, you know, maybe something that I did that I wasn't a fan of that you know was uh, going to take more than just like a day to get over or something like that, you know, or some some way that my life wasn't going how I wanted it to that brought up emotion. Uh, for me, uh, thanking those emotions for what they were trying to do in the first place can help kind mm-hmm. of place them, right? So when you have something come up where you're really angry, you know, or really sad uh, or feeling freaked out or anxious, uh, you can thank that response, right? Because your body is trying to generate something to help you in some way, right? It's trying to respond to the stimulus yeah. that you've gotten from the world. It's trying to help you develop a response to how you're supposed to act now. Uh, but that response may not be well adjusted to what you know the world to actually be because it's coming from a part of you that doesn't get to spend a lot of time thinking about the response, right? Uh, and mm-hmm. there are certain emotions I've heard that you don't get to interrupt cognitively. You only get to add context after you've felt them. So certain things, it's not that yeah. we've stopped being jealous or something like that or that we stop getting angry or frustrated. It's just that we know how to add context after the fact. But so knowing that some of these things don't really go away, we just have to uh, contextualize them. You can thank whatever this thing was trying to do for you and then just kind of put it in its place, you know, and be like, thank yeah, you. Yeah, that's cool. That's I get a good that, perspective. Like, you want me to be concerned about this situation I should be, you know, aware of my own safety or my well-being or something like that. Uh, but like, I'm actually okay right now. You know, I, I'm, I know I'm doing okay. I know I've got people around mm-hmm. me, uh, and I don't have to feel this way right now to know that I'm okay or to know what my response should be. And that kind of stuff, I think it really does help as, you know, as weird as it seems to kind of like coach yourself through those moments, uh, to just like speak to it in a real way, I think acknowledges it. And it makes you not feel like you're bad for having those thoughts or feelings or those emotions, right? Because mm-hmm. you don't really get to control some of that stuff. You know, you don't get to tell yourself to not feel angry. You just do feel angry. It just happens. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And then a lot of times yeah. people are like, I don't like this. I don't want this feeling. Right. And so so instead of dealing with it, they'll try to, you know, um, I was going to say mask it, but sometimes through drinking, through other things, oh, yeah. other things to just make yeah. yourself feel good. So you don't right. end up dealing with the right. issue and, right. and you still can, you still over time have to deal with it, but it's prolonged. You, people like to prolong the pain, the inevitable yeah. if you can. And <laughs> well, that's, I mean, that's human nature to be yeah. like, what's the least path of least resistance. I'll do that. Yeah. I'll do yeah. that one. And, and I feel like that's the thing I think earlier on in some in life when I didn't, you know, I didn't drink as a youth or like a 20 something or anything like that. So when I went through a divorce, I was like, I'd, just, I'd had a few drinks by then. And so I occasionally <laughs> was like, oh, I went through a bottle of two of vodka over yeah. a few months, you know, yeah, yeah. but it was not like insane. But I was like, before that, when parents died, different stuff yeah. like that, you just had to sit there and feel it all and right. figure and deal with it. And just like, I, I knew like, you can't drown yourself in alcohol. When I yeah. went through that, I was like, I can't just drink and right. get, get rid of this problem. So yeah. I was like, 
maybe I'll have an evening where I had a drink and then I would just right. sit through and work through those feelings. And a few months later, I had gone through it and then my ex-wife hadn't yet because she lived with sure. other people and they yeah. were all gone. And then she's like having a rough time. And I was like, hey, I had to work through this too a few months ago. Yeah. <laughs> like, right. it's like if, if our so feelings are the same still, like you, yeah. I hope that you... <laughs> I hope you can work through it too. And, you know, yeah. cause obviously feelings haven't changed. So I don't, yeah. I don't know right. if uh, I can help, but sure. I also think we have to kind of, you got to work through that stuff. So yeah. that's where it's like that process. I grew up a lot. Cause before that I've just like, didn't have to deal with all that kind of stuff. Sure. I mean, do you feel like your experiences though, as a child of having to encounter so much loss or grief and see other people do that? Do you feel like that stuff helped? you understand how you wanted to go through those kind of emotions or those experiences or do you feel like you learned lessons that you had to unlearn later oh that's a good question yeah i mean that goes really deep i don't i mean i don't yeah, know exactly the right answer well, just, but i know yeah, well there's not really a wrong answer but yeah, um it's just about but you. i don't know i actually don't know 100 percent what it what was the yeah. but i do know like experiencing something before it's not as hard later so yeah. i think and this is like I think Dolly said, like, my first husband, <laughs> that's a joke. <laughs> like, my first will be my first marriage or this or that. And it's, like, funny. So I was, like, a second divorce, although I'd never want to get divorced again, would not hurt as much as the first, I would think. Because the first was, like, just gut-wrenching, like, oh, I thought I, I had my forever thing. And now it's, like, sure. yeah. gone. No, so I know the second you one, you're, like, oh, I've already been through that. So now I think I'm jaded to a point with death and divorce mm. a little. Um, yeah. And I'm a little scared of commitment. <laughs> because right. i'm right. not i'm like hey i'm good right now and if you're not going to make it better i i oh, maybe i don't want to know i mean i think that's, <laughs> if, that's yeah that's extremely honest and i i it, resonate yeah. with that you know i think that it's easy sometimes to uh you know look at our strategy now which is like oh i don't encounter these things that much i don't have many situations where i feel upset you know or like you're i don't feel these. like i'm walking on eggshells anymore right or, and it's yeah. like well that's great i also recognize that in my own life it's like oh right and i also don't put myself in a lot of situations where i can encounter that either you know like i don't uh, i, or, I like, purposely you know, do not put myself yeah, in those exactly. situations like, like <laughs> I, and i realize i did can't a get divorced early. if you're never married yeah perfect <laughs> yeah. it's it's amazing it's a it's a it's a very good fact yeah you can't lose half your belongings if you never sign a piece of paper yeah, um yeah. but yeah i, I but, noticed but the I noticed philosophers it, uh is better to have loved and lost than to have never was, loved at all and i agree it was a, a, it was a, better twitter uh 2020 <laughs> that was the old philosophers <laughs> yeah. i think that did that one i actually do agree with i do agree with that yeah. so i i don't regret anything yeah. i do fully uh, i was like this was this was a great experience um but yeah I, I found myself in more recent years like if something gets like instantly dramatic if i just met someone and they're pretty quickly like right. drama i'm like red flag number one right. and i'm out the door and so that's not the best response <laughs> to, to like someone who's like maybe trying to go through emotion or express something but i'm like if you're this angry day five <laughs> then sure. i right i I could learn something and my the future me is going to learn something from that and have conversations. But a few years ago, I was like, I'm sorry, I don't think we should. <laughs> right. We should well, do. I mean, I think that that's, you know. there's something really important and healthy in that too, which is like, you know, in all of this, even though, uh, 
you know, it's nice to have connections with people who have a diverse life or diverse thoughts, right? To like broaden your own horizons. And I don't want to be yeah. afraid of someone just because of how they're engaging with the world and like what they're going through. Uh, but I can also set boundaries for myself too, you know, and that's something I've been thinking a lot about too, is like, even though I respect someone for their life being, maybe they're filled with a lot of things that make them angry or sad. And maybe that's all they can talk about right now in this phase in their mm-hmm. life. And that's okay for them. Uh, but that doesn't mean that I have to be uh, partnered with them. Uh, Correct, that doesn't mean yeah. that I have to be there for every moment that they need to process that or talk about that. Uh, and I get to then modulate what my experience is and still, you know, hopefully, uh, help maybe this person in whatever way and also maybe have a relationship with them in some capacity because I think you know what if you want to be friends with this person and they've got a well, lot yeah. of things going on I, and know? I think but, yeah. yeah all those I mean all the people I feel like I want to be friends with I don't have people I'm like I can't be friends with you right. I'm right. just like there's certain levels of yeah. of like involvement in yeah. someone's life if someone's like on that that path that I'm like this doesn't coincide with yeah. my goals as, as my my life now yeah. and I made it and I may not have known that before Right. <laughs> and yeah. so, yeah. and I know everyone's, and that's the thing too, like you're saying, like everyone's on their own path and you get to like choose how, how, you know, how involved you are on things that matter to you and, and you don't want too much yeah. of. Yeah. And I think that, you know, um, well, I, I also would like to believe that I want to be friends with everyone or, you know, like would like to be friends with everyone. I think I've been thinking about that statement a lot recently. I'm about to turn 31. Uh, mm-hmm. And I have a lot of people just around my life, you know, like just I know a lot of people because of the kind of work that I end up doing. You know, I just get connected with a lot of different kind of folks. Uh, and I've just been realizing that uh, I, I don't know if I describe every one of them as my friends or not. Or I don't know how I'm thinking about some of these folks. Some of them, you sure. know, they are, like because the you know, what do they say? Like you only get to like have 100 people in your like local community or something like that before you kind of lose track or like that's what are too many people to keep in touch with. Yeah, right. Exactly. So and I've been thinking about that a lot, too. It's like, you know, what is how do I want to think about the people in my life uh, that maybe I really even do like and do vibe with, but like I don't really have the energy or think that I want to, uh, you know, put a lot into like whatever our friendship would be, you know, and there's that. Mm -hmm. But then there's people who are like kind of on the fringe of like, oh, right. Like, I don't know if I really connect with you. Like I'm having a nice time talking, but I don't know if you're someone who I'd be like, oh, we should like go out and get a drink or, you know. Yeah, you can have a lot of acquaintances. I mean, I think a lot of the people I consider friends can be acquaintances too, where it's like you get together, hang out with people, but it's not like there's only so much time you have to do right. things outside of your right. schedule. And yeah. I think that's, that's to me, it's really important uh, to, to not kid myself and anyone else into like developing a facade friendship. Right. Cause like sometimes I think you encounter people who, uh, who may want to be closer or have more time doing things or think of you more as a friend than you do. Right. And well, sure. you know, like you, I'm not going to go around trying to like with every relationship or like person I encounter, like, you know, spell out exactly how like our connection is going to work going forward or something like that. So many of these things for it me, just happens. they're implicit yeah. and they, uh, you know, the social dance and graces are in some ways like not naming some of these things because it can be hurtful sometimes to be like, Hey, I really don't want to be your close friend. <laughs> you know, like yeah. I don't need to be tell like, someone I, that. like my right. therapist said, I need yeah. to be honest from here on out. And, um, we, I don't see us being <laughs> right. Right. Gonna, exactly. It's not going to go. And it's like some it of that stuff, so well. it's not yeah. really doing the other person necessarily any good you know like me telling someone that in that situation likely wouldn't change much besides maybe just being hurtful right uh yeah not even that saying that like everyone wants to be my friend and i'm gonna be the hurtful guy but just like no. to tell someone yeah. that like you know that can sometimes just be not pleasant uh 
But I do think there's a lot of, yeah, like a lot of those people that I consider like friends that I'm calling friends right now, like let's, there's friends I get, I see on a weekly, monthly basis and there's, and try to, and it's just, Mm -hmm. but I over, you spread yourself too thin trying to do that and you get no time for yourself if every day you're going to see people. And that's what I do now. Totally. So I'm trying to get better at taking the day and not doing that. That's good. Um, But also there's, if, if any of those friends that I don't see, like once or twice a year, see them and we check in. I, I'd, if they had an issue or called, I'd still be there and we'd want to talk. And of so course. that's kind of like, yeah. I'm like, sure, all my my friend network is big. My close friend network is much smaller. <laughs> and so totally. that's how I'm yeah. wording it. But it is yeah. the same thing. Yeah. It's kind of like yeah. there's certain people you're like, oh, we're going to see each other whenever right. we all get together. This right. is great. It's cool to know right. you guys. Totally. But, and all that. Yeah. yeah. All that is great. The thing I, I shouldn't have said, I'm... but because that cancels out the first part. <laughs> However... Um, no, it'd be like, and <laughs> yes, we'll see and. you next time. We'll yeah, see yeah. you next time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll no, I, the, thing I, yeah. <laughs> the thing I've been realizing, you know, is it's like if I have someone who I really like and want to be friends with, great, be friends with that person. If you have someone who you like well enough, but you're not really like drawn to, like you're saying, you know, think carefully because you, you may not want to like try and overcommit yourself to someone that you're really not maybe getting a lot out of the friendship, you know, uh, and then finally, if there's people who, mm-hmm. who I think are not aligned with me in some way that really, uh, you know, it maybe is not beneficial or I'm not enjoying myself spending time with them, then I really want to think carefully about like how much time I'm investing into to yeah. a relationship with this person or experiences with this person. Uh, just because there's only so much time, like you're saying, that you have to go around to do that stuff. But uh, And but self-care yeah, is yeah. huge. And yeah. a lot of people are getting more in tuned with self-care. So that's where it's like... At some point, like how much are, is all the are these other relationships adding to your life and how much is it zapping your energy? Yeah. So, yeah. So well, being called an energy vampire for me, knowing that I feed off of other people's energy, I try to be cautious of how much I'm taking. Yes. Well, <laughs> because I don't want to drain people. <laughs> I'm very grateful to be a guest on this fine podcast, as always, uh, and uh, hopefully not suck your energy. Uh, you didn't. I, no. I'm in glad, fact, yeah. I, you can't take my energy. There's very few people that can. Uh, there are a few. For there your are energy, a few, but yeah. I, but I don't. I couldn't name them now. But I know there's experiences. I've been like, I am so exhausted. But, um, but normally I, I take other people. So hopefully you're good too. I'm also good. Great, great. We, it was a good exchange. It wasn't like one sided. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, we went to a birthday party the other night, and I, and it was like right before it was a work night, so I had to work early the next day. I'm like. It's like Saturday. I'm like, I know I'm getting up early, but yep. it was like 9.30, 9.45. I'm like, I'm so awake right now. I feel so good after like seeing like 30 people. Yeah. And, yeah. I, and other people are like tired and want to go to bed. Right. And I'm like, I mean, get if I didn't have to get that. up tomorrow, yeah. I'd be up to like one or two just yeah. awake because I feel... Kid on Christmas Eve. Yeah. Yeah. Fed off the energy. So thank Love you guys that. for giving me your energy week after week. Everyone who's been on this podcast. <laughs> um, but uh, no, it's, it, it was great. Thank you, David. Of course. Thanks and for having me. This is episode 89, Shooting to Breeze. Dolly's back next week. So we wanted to do one here just warming up. And we did um, a look at the past, the last two weeks of old right best clips from Love it. season one, 2018. Love 19. It. it was great. So, <laughs> But thank you for joining. And we got into a lot of deep stuff. Indeed. We got there, man. And I'm glad to call you my friend. Same. Same. We can hang out. Yes, we can. And other people can't hang out with us. but No, don't come. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs>